This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Salutations, what's happening, people? This is Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender. I'm the dude, so that's what you call me. Or if you've gotten to know me pretty well, you can call me Anthony. I'm cool with that. So, how is everybody doing? You know what? This is a very big milestone episode for me, people. This is the official 100th episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. And I, you know, this was, I started this back in February of 2018. It just as a something because I wanted to do a podcast. I I just really wanted to do something, and I sat back and tried and tried and tried and tried to think, what do I want to do for uh, you know a podcast? Because I really wanted to get into it, and the only thing that popped into mind that I know about that I'm passionate about is talking about my time as a bartender. And then the idea coming up of bringing other bartenders, uh, my old friends, coworkers, uh, and bartenders from uh, all over the United States to come on and also talk about their time on the podcast. And for the last two years, it has worked out pretty well. I enjoyed the time that I've been doing this. I appreciate all my listeners and the guests that I've had on this show are awesome. I've also taken the time to get to know some new mu- uh, new music out there. Some bands have been around for quite some time, and uh, you know I've been more than happy and, on the most part, thrilled that I've been able to get their names out there. Granted, this isn't a huge podcast. I mean, I'm no Joe Rogan, uh, but you know, at least I'm trying to help them get their music out there, get their sound out there to other places where they normally wouldn't be found. So, uh, you know, thank you to all you listeners for following me for this long. And uh, hopefully we can keep this show going for as long as possible and get more guests on, get uh, play some more music, have some fun. You know, that's how it goes. But as usual with every, uh, all 99 episodes up until this episode, I got to start off with the drink special for you guys. So, this week's drink special, I swiped off Instagram from a Basement Bartender. He's based out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, this drink that he posted on Instagram that I decided to swipe uh, is called the Funky Old Fashioned. Now, uh, what you need for the Funky Old Fashioned is two ounces of Smith & Cross Jamaican rum, two dashes of apothecary cherry cedar bitters, squirt of a organic cane simple syrup build that all into a rocks glass with ice garnish with raspberries now uh that is a different take on the old-fashioned usually it's uh whiskey but it sounds like it would be a lot of fun uh i like the picture that he put on there because the uh big ice cube ball that he has inside the rocks glass has a skull and crossbones i'll have a picture of it on the website uh, heybartenderpodcast.com Great presentation there, Basement Bartender. Uh, Basement Bartender has tons of drinks. If you want to go check him out, follow him on Instagram. He's uh, at basement underscore bartender. Basement underscore bartender. 
like I said, he's based out of uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, and he's always got some great drinks posted on there and some and great presentation. The photography is great. So uh, thank you, whether you know it or not, basement bartender, uh, for allowing me to steal your drink off of uh, public social media. And uh, remember, if you guys go out there and try it out, let him know, basement underscore bartender on Instagram, or you can let me know, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, and uh, it will you know, tell everybody how the drink is for some of the people that aren't really adventurous when it comes to trying a drink they've never tried before, because that's what the point of this show was, is for me to bring up some drinks that some of you might not know how to make uh, so you can present it to your customers or try it yourself. Just all depends on where you're at right now. Okay, now, people, on with the show. Uh, You know, I spent a lot of time racking my brain since probably episode 95. I was sitting back thinking, okay, I'm coming up on 100 episodes. I got to do something special for these people that are taking the time to listen to my show. Uh, I, you know, and I tried to contact a whole bunch of people, uh, celebrities, distributors, uh, and came up kind of short. Uh, everybody's going back to work because the quarantine's, uh, lifting, you know, releasing this, uh, reins on us a little bit right now. So, you know, I'm happy everybody's getting back to work, but I really couldn't find anything really special to do for you guys. But, uh, the best that I could come up with. Uh, was uh, I sat back and I started thinking about old 80s sitcoms. And I started thinking, well, whenever uh, sitcoms or any television show back in the 80s was low on budget and ran out of ideas, what did they do? Oh, clip show. So we're going to take a look back in the last 100 episodes uh, at some of my favorite interview, favorite interviews that I had on the show. And uh, just bring some of you guys who haven't been with the show that long up back up to speed, or maybe give a couple of you guys a good reminder. But first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, throw a couple shout outs in this episode. Uh, people on Instagram that are following me and show me uh, show me love quite a quite a bit actually. Uh, first person I'm going to thank is underscore underscore J O A R underscore. Uh, I don't know if he calls himself Jor or what, but, uh, thank you, Jor or underscore J O A R. Um, thanks for following me. Thanks for appreciating the posts that I put up on Instagram. Um, if you want to check out his stuff, he's got some groovy stuff on his Instagram page. Go check him out. Uh, it's at underscore J O A R underscore underscore. I think is how it is. Sorry if I butchered that. First uh, interview clip that I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to replay for you guys is an inter- the very first interview I ever had for this show. And of course, when you have a show like this and you've got friends who are also in the same industry, you got to hit them up first when it comes, when you, if you want to do an interview show. So one night, this is how it happened. Um, my friend Shannon Moore, she gave me a call. It was just, to check up on me, we hadn't talked together in a long time, and we started talking about bartending stories, and I was maybe seven or eight episodes into doing the podcast, and 
as we're telling sto- uh, stories, all of a sudden I, I yelled, wait, okay, uh, let me get the recording equipment out because this stuff is golden. So, uh, you know, thank you, Shannon, for letting me rope you into uh, doing this. Uh, this particular clip was a clip that I kind of enjoyed just because she was basically schooling me on my attitude towards people and uh, my customer service. Check this out. You had this air about you where uh, you liked everybody, everybody liked you, but it was kind of the opposite uh, end of the spectrum. People, you know, I wasn't sure uh, whether I was trying to get people to like me or I was making them try to, uh, you know, get along with me. I, you know, my patience and my uh, personality kind of conflicted with being a bartender in the really early days uh, when you and I were working together. But uh, you taught me a lot about when it comes to customer service. And actually, I'm positive that you put in a good word for me a lot of the times with some of the customers that, well, what's wrong with that guy? Well, you're very (laughs) dry, okay? Yeah. You're always very dry. And you had people that absolutely loved that about you. Yeah. And you had people that didn't get you, okay? (laughs) And so... I might have to go and explain. That's just his sarcasm. That's his his dryness. He's, he's just like, that's a certain way that he, that's his style. That's your style. That's your style that you do. And thank you very much for always, sticking up for me a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. Because there was no reason not to because I knew what your style was. And some people got you and some people didn't, you know. And some people... You know, we're like, what's his deal? And I was like, he's just got a really dry personality. And he's he has a dry humor. And you just have to get that. Or you don't. You know? It's up to you. Uh, I remember. Super nice guy and super great guy or whatever. You know? I remember I mean, a handful of customers saying we that. We talked about it a thousand times. Yeah. A thousand times. You would get hit on a thousand times. You didn't even know it. So then you'd have to get a bat out and hang <laughs> in the head or something. Oh, yeah. I was really bad about that. Still am to this day. You're horrible. <laughs> You're still horrible, I believe. The, um... But, you know, my thing is, um, for one thing, um, consistency, I find is the most important thing. I stay consistent with with everyone. I don't care how they treat me. I will get to stay the same person that I am. I will stay you're you're not a nice person and I know this. But I am gonna be even working harder on you because you're very challenging. I love challenging people. I, I noticed I love, that about you, yeah. I love an asshole. Okay, bring me an asshole. I will take the asshole. I will take the asshole because it makes it fun for me. Mm-mm. The nice people are easy. You can do nice people. Anybody can do nice people. Not anyone can do an asshole. I can do the best asshole ever. Phrasing. But, uh, sorry. No, I can be <laughs> like, I will take care of them so nicely. Janet had never watched Archer before, so she didn't understand when I... Uh said phrasing when she said she can take care of an asshole gear or give her an asshole uh it that it's it was just hilarious for me the way she was talking about it but she uh was actually right she saw people that were just complete jerks assholes dicks whatever you want to call them 
and saw them as a challenge and uh, uh, for some reason, you know, just thought all of a sudden, I'm going to make them my friend. And she, her success rate was damn close to 100%, if not 100%. Uh, she was, you know, a veteran in the bartending industry, so she had a lot of time to practice and build up her skill. And uh, it was amazing working with her, and I learned quite a bit. Although my personality really never changed, and I'm still clueless around women. So what are you going to do? Moving on, um, next Instagram follower that's been pretty faithfully following me and get, showing me their approval on my Instagram page is Sambo Price, S-A-M-B-O-P-R-I-C-E. He has been a strong supporter of Hey Bartender Podcast, at least on the Instagram page, uh, far back as I can remember since starting that page. Uh, so thank you so much for following me on Instagram. Hope you're listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. If you want to go check him out, well, his account is private, so I'm not sure if you'll be able to uh, if you'll be able to see anything. But um, you know, join his follower group. Uh, it's at Sam Sambo Price S A M B O P R I C E. Next clip I'm going to share with you guys again is a uh, clip from my interview with Mia Torres. Mia Torres is a uh, works for uh, Vari Magazine. She has her own blog. She has, a, uh, from what I can tell from her Twitter and her Instagram, she has a lot of things on the horizon when it comes to uh, food, uh, drinks, and traveling. Uh, she's a very busy woman. And the cool thing about her was she actually reached out to me back when I was a you know fledgling podcast, uh, barely knew what I was doing as if I know what I'm doing now. And she wanted to be on my show. And I was just like, absolutely, get over here. And uh, before I talked to her, of course, I had to do research on my guests. So I knew a little bit about them to ask specific questions. And I decided to ask her about her blog. And she had some very interesting uh, wine pairings. She, uh, she does a lot of wine pairings on her blog. And this was a clip from that. Check it out. So uh, you could say that friend of yours influenced you to take on this part of your career. Yes. And it, everything's going uh, going well for you, and you're uh, doing a lot of writing right now? Absolutely, yes. Uh, for Variety Magazine right now, they're the only ones I'm working for. Um, but I also have my own blog, Table for One. Oh, tell us about that. And <coughs> Yes, um, that's my own blog. And what I usually do on there is uh, restaurant reviews, pairings, um, a lot of, mostly a lot of pairings and restaurant reviews, but you can catch a random blog about nightlife or two on there. And um, it's been a while since I've updated it. I haven't had the chance to pay attention to it lately, but I'm on it. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting back into it again, so um, there will be updates on that soon. And the last one I did was French fries paired with wine. Yeah, I uh, I saw that. That caught my attention really quickly, you know, because uh, well, you and I have been messaging back and forth uh, trying to arrange this uh, interview, and I told you that pretty much my familiarity with wine is just the basics that you see in every bar. You got your Pinot, you got your Merlot, White Zin, Chardonnay, and uh, Cab. Cabernet. Yeah, you, that's mm -hmm. that's just it. And we don't have, or all the bars that I've worked at don't have anything 
specific or a year or uh, really just beyond that. So Mm -hmm. uh, what is like your ideal beginner's guide to like wine pairing? I would say um, taste as much as you can because it's not going to depend. It's not going to depend on what you like until you taste it. Then you can decide from there what would uh, what this would go with. Would it go good with a steak, or would it go good with seafood? No, that comes with knowledge later. But for now, you're going to have to establish um, what you like to taste. Like I can't stand Chianti. Mm. I don't know what it is about Chianti. I can't stand it, so I don't go near it. But well, nobody's I been able to. That. Nobody's been able to talk about Chianti without thinking of Silence of the Lambs for a long time. So. <laughs> Yes, yes. I think of that too, Phil. <laughs> but I can't. I can't do it. I don't know what it is. It's too spicy to me. Like it, it leaves that nasty, spicy aftertaste. And, and supposed to be a pretty good brand. But Merlot is my favorite. And when I first got into wine, I was in Vegas, and I had the privilege as a writer of going to all these high-end restaurants because I had to write about them. Mm. And um, I tried every wine that I could, every single restaurant I went to, and there was a lot of them over there that I had to go to, and I would make it a point to try a new wine every single time. And this is before I began the education part of it. Sure. And this is how I got into it. So now I know for a fact that I love Merlot. That's my number one go-to. And then I know right after that would be Pinot Grigio. And so on and so on. So my thing, my advice would be is to just taste. Keep tasting. Just pick one and taste it. And then later, if you like it, will come the knowledge. See, um, you can learn more about it. It's easier because there's so much to learn about wine. One cannot possibly... You think you know everything one minute, and maybe you do. And then there's more, way more after that to learn. So you just... It, it's endless. Yeah, that's I've, what makes it so hard and so amazing. That's why there are so few masters in the world. Exactly, which is what yeah. I'm trying to achieve. <laughs> well, the master of wine title. Well, good luck. Uh, good luck with that, and, and totally support Thank you on that. Yeah. Uh, um, but do you uh, also do like tours of wineries and stuff like that when acquiring this knowledge? You can can do that. I've done a few over here in Virginia, and um, I learned even more. Some tastings, yep. You could do tastings too. That's a lot easier and probably a lot cheaper than going to restaurants. But um, you could do that too. A lot easier. Um, and they'll tell you also. Um, you're having a zin, and this is what it's paired with. That's paired with um, shellfish, or tuna, or whatever. And they give you charts and um, things to write down. So yeah, that's easy too. In a way, I felt kind of bad for Mia when I had her on the show because I really didn't have any idea how to talk to a wine connoisseur or expert. And uh, I was trying to integrate it into the show. And uh, and plus, this was my first interview where I absolutely had no idea about the person that I was talking to. Uh, like I said, she approached me and i was just i got excited i was like somebody actually wants to be on my podcast this is awesome so uh and i tried to sound as intelligent as possible when it came to uh food and wine but it uh, i think it kind of showed through that i was kind of fumbling around like an idiot 
But definitely go check out her blog, Table for One, because like I said in that clip, uh, she had some really interesting wine pairing that I hadn't seen ever before. I mean, she even have a, has a wine pairing with uh, raw ginger. I was And I was like, no, it was pickled ginger. And I was like, what? What? Really? And, and I've never heard of anybody doing a wine pairing with French fries before. It was very unique, and she was uh, really fun to talk to. Um, so thank you so much, Mia, for approaching me and uh, for being on the show. It, it was uh, definitely an honor. Next Instagram follower that I want to spotlight uh, and thank for following me. I, I just went back in my Instagram page and went all the way to the very first thing that I ever posted uh, and uh, found this guy, Tales of the Weird. Uh, he this, uh, this guy has been following me f- uh, since, obviously, the very beginning, either that or I he went to the very beginning and started liking everything all, all the way up to wherever I was at in this uh, in this podcast, but either way, he took the time to go all the way, uh, back to the beginning. So, uh, thank you. Tales of the weird, uh, uh, tales. Of the weird is a freelance journalist, never dull, true believer in humanity, despite humanity. Uh, it run into, a, uh, he will run into a burning building to help and have the scars to prove it. Uh, according to his Instagram page. So thank you, Tales of the Weird, for following me. And if any of you are curious about Tales of the Weird and want to follow him, jump on Instagram at Tales of the Weird and uh, check out some of the stuff he's got because he's got some pretty good stuff on his page too. My next clip comes from Austin McGee and Gary Carl of the podcast Midwest Mics. These guys also approached me to be on the podcast, and I was ultra excited about that. But when I was doing the research with them, uh, on them so I could ask them appropriate questions, I all of a sudden became very intimidated because I didn't know shit, still don't, don't know shit about sports. And this is a very, very much a sports podcast uh, in the Kansas City area. And so I didn't know what the hell I'm going to do. And that's kind of one of the tricks for bartenders. You kind of have to adapt yourself, your personality to uh the customer that you have, because in my case, not everybody likes the Beatles. Not everybody watches uh, Big Trouble in Little China or uh, appreciates the fine acting quality of Bruce Campbell. Uh, it's, you know, not everybody uh, thinks like I do. So, um, but when I talked to these guys, they were totally cool. They both uh, had their input on being in the restaurant business. I think it was Austin that was actually in the restaurant business and did the podcasting on the side. And they turned out really cool to talk to. Uh, this next clip is uh, about when they go into sports bars and, you know, uh, what it's like. So check this one out. You know, um, I just had a thought. You guys uh, uh, have made your mark in the Kansas City area for having a sports podcast. Um now, working in the restaurant, uh, working in the restaurant industry, the bars that I worked at weren't full-fledged sports bars, but everybody loved to come in there and watch and root on their favorite team. Like uh, I had one guy who was a diehard Hoosiers fan, um, and insisted that the TVs be turned to a Hoosiers game 
when uh, the Portland Trailblazers were playing and everybody else in the bar uh, was there to watch the Portland Trailblazers. Um, now, when you guys were working in the restaurant and in, uh, restaurant industry, did you ever run into uh, issues like that when it came to sports, like the diehard fans getting a little overexcited? I'll turn this over. I'll turn this one over to Gary. The restaurants I worked at typically didn't have a lot of TVs in it. Mm. Um, and the TVs that we had at the restaurant I, I was managing just recently were Kansas City. Everybody's cheap, so it's, it's so it's all good. Um, but Gary worked at the Applebee's where they have multiple TVs, so I'll let Gary handle that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know your your regulars. You're pretty much going to take care of. Make sure they can they can see the game they want to see. If there's a random game. You know, sometimes you use the trick, or at least I've seen it used and used it back in my serving days. You know, hey, let me go check with my manager on that and see what I can do. Yeah. And, you know, you come back and, oh, my manager, you know, I told him you wanted to watch this game, and they said no, so that's all I can do. But I, I tried for you. Yeah. yeah, I've done that line many, many times. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have. I mean, anybody who's worked in a restaurant or, or – that that's not the boss boss They're They've probably used that line a time or two, you know, just, Hey, sorry. I tried, especially in the service industry, because, you know, you're working for those tips. So you're like, Hey, I'm on your side here. I, I told my manager and for whatever reason, he doesn't want, he doesn't want that game. on. Yeah. I could have told the guy that, well, Hey, he got beat up by a, or one of the guys from Indiana and oh, he refuses to play the Hoosers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's creative. That's, that's creative right there. Yeah. Now, uh, also, great sports moments in a bar. Uh, I've worked uh, during many Super Bowls. Uh, well, you, I told you I was a bartender for seven years, so I've wor uh, worked in a bar for at least seven Super Bowls and a few World Series. But uh, the biggest sports memory that I can remember working as a bartender was in 2003 when the Cubs were uh, playing the Marlins in the playoffs and the famous story of uh, Steve Bartman reaching out, catching that fly ball. You know, you guys remember that at all? Yes. Uh, I actually was living in Des Moines, Iowa at the time. And they have the, like the triple a baseball team for the Cubs. Mm. So a lot of people are Cubs fans in Des Moines. And so the, the Bartman incident that you're talking about, I totally remember. <laughs> I I remember standing there watching it and seeing how pissed off uh, the left fielder was, and watching their game go completely to crap right after that. Uh, I mean, the the shortstop missing a uh, hot grounder just yeah. went right by him, and uh, my customers that night laughed their ass off because none of them were really Cubs fans. Actually, most of my uh, most of my customers their teams were already out of. Um, out of the running for uh, the World Series, so they didn't really care who won the Cubs or the Marlins. I remember them uh, all laughing their asses off that at that night. Do you, uh, either of you have any big sports memories that happen to be well, whether you were a customer or when you were working in a bar? Yeah, uh, for me, the biggest sports memory I have at a bar is when the Royals won the World Series a couple years ago. Huh. I, um, in 2015, right? Or 16? 15. 15. I was at a bar we used to attend. Uh, we don't go there as much because of the service, which, you know, maybe we'll get into that later. But I remember it was back when we went all the time, and I was with one of our, 
our good friends Bryant, he was up from Texas to watch the Royals, and they won the World Series, and we were there, and they threw confetti on everybody and had drink specials to celebrate and all that fun stuff. Well, that's a, that's a cool memory, yeah. I think, uh, you know, my memory actually also goes around the Royals. Uh, it's not World Series, though. Um, so I'm actually working. I'm working uh, I'm working at the time at a restaurant. We got two TVs. Uh, it's on the Royals playoff game. It's kind of a day game. It's afternoon. We're really slow. Uh, it's, it's the playoffs, divisional playoffs. Royals are playing against Houston, and they're actually down in the series. Uh, they're actually down in the series 2-0. It's a best of five series. You get them in three games. Uh, they're down in the series 2-0, and they're losing this, this third game. Um, I think they're down in the series 2-0. Anyways, it was an elimination game for the Royals. Maybe 2-1. Either way, they're down in the game like 6-0, 5-0, something like that. Yeah. Late. I mean, late. And so me and another manager are sitting there talking about, we're talking about next year. Like, hey, free agency, we got to do this, got to do that, we'll see. I don't know, this kind of sucks, whatever. And all of a sudden, the Royals come back. And, I mean, they start coming back, and we're freaking out. I'm freaking out about this. <laughs> they come back and they win that game, and then later on they end up beating Houston, beating Toronto, and end up you know, winning the World Series. But I remember that specifically because I was totally counting them out, and they came back and won. I, was, I, was more, I think I was more freaked out about that than almost any other game they played because the World Series they won against the Mets, they they dominated that series, right? right. Houston, the Houston series was Houston won the World it Series. Was tough. It was crazy. I think, and I think Houston won the World Series the next year. Yeah. Houston was the team that was gonna be basically, you know, coming up. Uh so yeah, that game I counted, I, I mean I remember that too. I just wasn't in a bar. It's crazy. Or a restaurant. Yeah. I counted them out and they came back and won. It's it's ridiculous. Now my new memory will be next year. When the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, that'll be my new memory. Whoa. <laughs> Early okay. prediction. Yeah. It'll happen. That's it. Anybody out there has ever listened to our show, I mean, especially here in the last six, eight months, there's two things you're going to hear every week. Austin's going to say that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and they will. I don't know about that. I have not made my prediction yet. He's made his known very early. But the other thing you're going to hear is hashtag fire Jason Garrett, because I am a Cowboys fan, especially <laughs> if anybody living in Texas, tweet me at Midwest Mike's. Let me know how much you either hate or love the Cowboys, but I am a hashtag fire Jason Garrett all day, every day. And I make sure to work it in every week on the show. See, these guys were really, really awesome to talk to because they made me te- feel totally comfortable and not being a uh, sports fanatic. And uh, we the conversation went a lot smoother than I anticipated it was going to be because we both met at a certain point. And yes, I did have liner notes on the side. I didn't uh, remember the name of the guy in the Cubs game uh, right, uh, right off the top of my head. But I remembered the moment and remembered watching that Super Bowl. Uh, the the thing about it, uh, was when they started talking, uh, talking about, uh, changing the Cowboys coach and they actually fired Jason Garrett. The first time, the the first thing I did, as soon as I found out they fired Jason Garrett was I emailed the guys and said, did I hear as, uh, a yell or a Yahoo or something like that? Uh, now that Jason Garrett's been fired. 
and they just sent me a, a message back saying, uh, yeah, uh, you might have. <laughs> and that was uh, that was just hilarious. But we'll still have to wait and see how uh, if the COVID-19 allows the football teams to go back into the stadiums uh, uh, to see how well Kansas City does this year. Then we can hold them to the declaration that uh, Kansas City is going to win the uh, Super Bowl this year. So next Instagram supporter that I'd like to thank for following Hey Bartender podcast. Uh, And I'm a little biased because she's an old high school friend of mine. Uh, is uh, sugar cookies and cakes. Sugar's cookies and cakes. Uh, I'm going to leave that part in. I'm not going to edit that out. She'll probably get mad at me. But uh, Sugar's Cookies and Cakes is a uh, dog bakery. She actually sells uh, cakes, cupcakes, and treats for uh, dogs. And she does an amazing job. And she's excellent at directing... uh, or at decorating uh, to whatever your needs. Uh, she's based in Damascus, Oregon. So any of my listeners that are in, near the Damascus area and you want to get a special treat for your dog's birthday or whatever, go check out Sugar's Cookies. You can find her on Instagram at uh, Sugar's Cookies and Cakes. And uh, once again, Gretchen, thanks for following the show. The next interview that I'm going to feature here on this podcast uh, is a clip from an interview with Cynthia Torres. She uh, was a karaoke DJ at, that worked freelance karaoke uh, and DJ work at various bars or private events and that sort of thing. And I brought, I wanted to bring her on. Uh, she's a friend of mine, and uh, I wanted to bring her on because uh, karaoke was a big part of the bars that I worked at for a little while. And I figured karaoke DJs probably have a couple good stories in there. So that's what I made her do. So uh, check out this clip with Cynthia Torres. This was also the first interview that I did, well, first and only interview that I did face-to-face at that point. So uh, you can might be able to hear it in my voice that I was a little bit nervous. Check this out. Okay, I want to know some funny karaoke stories. Uh, oh, God. You know, stories like when people, you know, uh, went up, they're drunk off their ass, or you, the people that are singing a song that had no business singing that song whatsoever. Uh, oh, well, that g- happens all the time. You got to give me some. <laughs> you got to give me some. <laughs> well, I can tell you a funny story about what happened to me when I was in a rush. Okay. I had to go to the bathroom really bad, and I went to the bathroom, and the toilet got stuck in my pants. Toilet paper got stuck in my pants. <laughs> so I walked out of the bathroom with the toilet paper stuck in my pants and started my show again. And everybody was laughing because I had—I didn't even know I had the toilet paper stuck to my pants. <laughs> so, but I've had people come up; they were so drunk, bring me slips and come up to me. And I had one guy bring me a slip, and he was wearing steel-toed boots, and he slammed into my foot, and I just had to scream really loud because he slammed into my foot. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but I've had tons of funny stories, tons of funny stories. Uh, give me specifics. I got—I got to know. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, something that uh, one of course of your you customers, ask me. <laughs> yeah, one of your customers that actually sticks out in your head that uh, made you laugh or uh, had a big, uh, had a humorous effect on your audience. I think it was not just one person, but several people that did it. Mm-hmm. We were singing songs, and uh, we were singing. I'm trying to think of the song that we were singing. I can't remember, but it was a group song, and uh, it was. Um, 
Oh, goodness. Anyway, um, it was a group song, and we were all singing the song, and we were imitating the singers. And that was really cute that we were imitating the singers and we were doing the dance and everything, imitating the singers. And people just got to go, got a really good laugh at it. And it was real cute. Well, any particular song or was it just mix? It uh, was, I can't remember. It was not, I can't remember the particular song. Um, it was a, a group song that we were doing. Uh, if I can remember the lyrics, I'd sing a little bit of it, but I can't remember the lyrics but that was real funny because we were imitating the singers yeah and it was it was just cute it was real cute uh, all of a sudden I'm flashing back to high school when we had to lip sync uh, contests with the other classes and one class got to get uh, got it all together and did we are the world and everybody was but it was a lip sync so it didn't matter how they sang but everybody dressed the part you know when Dionne Warwick Billy Joel and <laughs> no we didn't dress the part we just acted them out <laughs> So it was real cute. Do you remember what uh, what you sang? Or, no, I can't remember what we sang. Yeah. Or um, how about, uh, like, uh, well, did you ever have any customers that were you were embarrassed or you were kind of touching the volume and kind of turning them down without them knowing? Oh, I mess around with the customers all the time doing that. Right. They'd start singing a song, they'd get all into the song and get all happy about the song and feel, like, good about themselves, and then I'd stop the music, <laughs> and they'd still be singing the song, because they wouldn't be looking at the words, because they were so confident about the song, they wouldn't be looking. Mm -hmm. So I'd stop the song and interrupt their song, and then I'd go right back, I'd turn the volume back up on them. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, like, there was a time, uh, there was my karaoke DJ, she... Uh, would purposely turn down this one girl that would, uh, usually drunk, would mm. sing. Uh, uh, so you can't even think of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's lost now. Uh, I think it was a Joan Jett song, or or, or maybe, but uh, she would be singing it and getting really into it, but way off key, and we're just, you know plugging our ears in the background, and she's slowly turning the dial down. So Don't you hate that when somebody's singing it too loud or too high? Yeah. <laughs> and they're just totally out blasting the song away. But sometimes it can be funny. You know, um, it, Maybe you have to have a story. Because I had one customer that would come in in karaoke night, and his goal constantly was to make people laugh. And so his rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody, even though it, he wasn't trying to sound anything like Freddie Mercury, it was hilarious to watch him. Because... If he wasn't getting the laugh or the intention uh, that he wanted from the song, or him singing the song, he'd go one more step up to see if he could get, get the attention. One time he even dropped his pants. <laughs> oh, that happened to me once. Really? <clears throat> I had this customer, his, his name's Don, and he's Santa Claus. He looks exactly like Santa Claus, and he plays Santa Claus during Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I usually sing happy birthday to people when it's their birthday. Mm -hmm. And it was his birthday, and he waited for me to sing happy birthday for him. He put a sausage in his pants. And when <laughs> I sing happy birthday, I usually grab them and grope on them, and I go, and I'm, I do Marilyn Monroe, so happy birthday mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. And I'll grope them, and I grope down there on his crotch. And sure enough, it was this long thing in his crotch. I was like, oh, my God. It scared the bejeebies out of me. <laughs> he was prepared. <laughs> he was very prepared. And he didn't show it to me until after the song was over. <laughs> very uh, spinal tap, you know, carrying the cucumber. Anyway. <laughs> um, Cynthia was a lot of fun to talk to just because uh, she and I, 
had known each other for a little while, and uh, she was the first guest I was able to get on the show that I live somewhat nearby. And uh, so I was kind of comfortable talking with her, kind of uh, kind of nervous about talking with her, and uh, just because of the different setting and that it was an actual interview. But uh, she uh, had a lot of great stories to tell when it came to you know, karaoke, and I remembered all the stories that I uh, that I used to see, and we talked a lot about on stuff, and she was really cool. Um, about uh, bringing up some really good stories and uh, strange and amazing things that she used to do for her customers. So uh, if you want to hear more about that, go back to that episode and check it out because she was really entertaining. Next Instagram follower I want to give a shout out to is Frost Experience. Frost Experience is a North North Cal pro wrestler and very intimidating looking, uh, but... uh, I don't know, maybe he's a really, uh, really cool guy, but uh, very big guy. He's been following Hey Bartender Podcast for quite a while, and I appreciate uh, somebody of that uh, uh, caliber uh, 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 following me and keeping up with Hey Bartender Podcast and all the posts that I've been doing. So um, he's uh, he travels on the road making various appearances in various cities, and his motto is, you miss every shot you don't take. If you want to go check out uh, Frost Experience, find him on Instagram, uh, Frost Experience, uh, and spelled just the way it sounds, and uh, go check him out sometime. This next clip that I'm going to play is from author L.D. Moreau, who is the author of Think Like a Bartender, Recipes for Life. Uh, I think she ran across me, and uh, she asked me if she could talk about bartending and talk about her book on my show. And of course I was all for it. Yes, please come on up. But I, but I made the uh, stipulation. Can I have a copy of your book before uh, you come onto the show? And she gave me a uh, early release copy and I sat down and read it. And it's actually a very brilliant book. Uh, tells a lot of great stories of her life as a bartending and her life in general. You get to learn some uh, interesting uh, cocktails along the way that kind of go along with the story that she talks about. It's an excellent book and uh, very well done. So go out and check out the book, uh, Think Like a Bartender, uh, Recipes for Life, and uh, give it a read because it's very, uh, very well done and very informative. Um, Here's a clip with me talking uh, with L.D. Moreau. And I start talking to her about the characters, uh, something that she mentions in her book. And uh, she had some pretty interesting things to say about the various different characters that you might run into that you may not click right away with. Uh, Character or personality, kind of like we're standing on, you know, we're a character in a TV show or something like that. Mm -hmm. And one character that I was never able to do was sit there and talk about sports. I don't watch sports. I don't know statistics. I don't know anything. And some of the, uh, some of my customers would try to talk about like the New York Yankees because I'm wearing, uh, wearing a New York Yankees hat. And mm-hmm. then, but uh, I have to explain to them, I mostly wear this hat because I'm a big Billy Joel fan. And <laughs> cause I've, you know, he played Yankee stadium one year and, but Andy's from New York, but yeah. um, 
they eventually started to realize, oh, this guy isn't a sports fanatic like most bartenders. If I want to talk to him, I got to talk about music. And mm-hmm. then that's when our relationship, uh, relationship with the customer usually kind of went to the next level just because we found a common ground that I could talk with them about because I know nothing about sports. And sports is a big deal in the bar industry. And also it comes along with, I usually warned my customers, okay, if we're going to talk about music, if you mention the Beatles, be prepared for at least a half hour long lecture because <laughs> I'm a huge Beatles fan. But Yeah, yeah. Um, but did you take on any kind of personality when you were uh, bartending or uh, was was it pretty much just you? Or did you discover uh, your your passion for stand-up comedy while being behind the bar? I think it was a lot of just being me. And I have always been a bit of a chameleon. You know, I was brought up, my grandparents um, took care of me. And when you have that generation gap, um, and I was an only child, you kind of have to be very creative, you know, lots of imaginary friends and all that. Yeah. So by the time I got to like a bar, um, I was always a very shy kid, but at the bar, I found that I could just talk to people. And even if I didn't understand what they were saying, it was fine. I mean, case, case in point, there was this, um, I'm a sports fan, so I, I'm okay with most sports. I could talk basketball, football. You're losing me a little bit with baseball, hockey. I get a little cross-eyed. So it's it, it kind of like waivers from there, right? Yeah. And someone walked in, and I'm in, I'm in Texas at the time, I remember. And I oh, So think, you got to know football. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like a, the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers, I think. Yeah, and this guy walks in, and he's just ranting and raving about the 49ers. And he was like, did you see that call? Because there's TVs on. And we're bartending, right? So they're always like, did you see that? And you're like, I was getting ice. I'm so sorry. But he said, did you see that call? I can't believe that. I just found being honest. I said, I didn't. I said, but I bet you will find football in that in that cocktail I just made you because I was focused on that. Ha, ha, ha. You know, I just tried to divert it a bit. But if I didn't know something, I had to actually say, I have no idea what you're talking about. But I'd love to know more because I got caught doing that Um Sometimes I would just assume that they would stop talking to me if I agreed. So I'm busy. I'm making drinks. And someone would say something like, oh, my God, let's talk about gentrification statistics in the southeast. And I'm all like, oh, that's crazy. So that was like my default. That's (laughs) that's crazy. And it didn't work one day. The person was like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, ah. And I said, you know, honestly, I I don't know what you we're talking about i'm sorry <laughs> you know so now you know if i don't bartend anymore but you know if it were to ever happen again i'd say you got me there but I, i'd love to hear about it and then you get them talking and you can kind of do other things too you know mm-hmm. so yeah but I, I i agree with you you almost want to be their friends you want to do that but you got to be careful that's a slippery slope because some of them are repeat customers and they'll come back and they're like, oh, dude, I know you read that article, right? And you're like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After uh, listening a little bit to that clip, uh, I remembered that L.D. Moroz is a former bartender, comedian, and uh, writer. And she uh, was incredibly fun, entertaining to talk to. And her book goes way in depth to the a lot of the trials and tribulations that she may have run through life but how she was able to bring herself out of that 
by using comedy and uh, writing it down in a book. Uh, it's a really interesting book. If you want to find out a little bit more about her, uh, you can go find her Facebook profile or uh, uh, check out her profile on uh, Instagram, Think Like a Bartender, and you can find out more of uh, about that book and for, find out a little bit more about her. It's available on Amazon, Amazon.com right now. Think like a bartender recipes for life. And it is a best-selling book. Yeah. Trust me. It's a good read. Go check it out. Next Instagram follower. I'd like to give a shout out to is B Sloper. I, I guess how, how you say it. Uh, B S L O P E R. He is, uh, according to his Instagram profile, he's a patriot, vet, father of two great kids. Uh, I guess he's from Idaho also. Uh, thank you, uh, BS Lo- uh, or B Sloper, uh, for supporting the show, liking things as they come up on Instagram, uh, leaving an occasional comment. Uh, once again, you guys are the ones that uh, help me keep doing this show. So, Thank you so much. If any of you are curious about him, he's got a bunch of uh, personal pictures and a few uh, few things that support veterans everywhere. So uh, go check him out. That's B-S-L-O-P-E-R on Instagram. Since we're coming up close to the end of the uh, this podcast time, I've got one more guest that I um, want to bring on here, bring a special clip up for uh, by the name of Randy Lynn Lambert. Now, she was voted uh, 20, 2019's Bartender of the Year. When I saw that go across the social media uh, pages, I she announced it on, I think it was the Fraternal Order of Bartenders uh, Facebook page. And I said, well, that's somebody that needs to be on my show. I got to get her on my show. And uh, she was very cool. I, uh, I thought it was going to be a lot harder to get her on on the show, but she was so cool. She was like, absolutely. I'd love to be on your show. And, uh, she is not only 2019 Santa Fe, New Mexico's bartender of the year. She's also a web, uh, she monitors social media for various companies. She's also an actress model. She does a lot of things. And, uh, I, uh, wanted to talk to her a lot about that because, a lot of bartenders uh, or servers anywhere in the country use the food service industry as a way to make ends meet while they work on another passion, like uh, whether they want to be an artist or whether they're just going to school to get their degree. And I just wanted to have her on to talk about getting her award and uh, talk about her passion for acting and all of that stuff. And uh, so... Uh, here's a quick clip from my interview with Randy Lynn Lambert. So you said you're an actress. What uh, have you done anything or, or tell us about some of the stuff that you've done? Yeah. Um, you know, a long mire. That's the show that films here. That just came back. To okay. Me. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a pretty popular show. And it just, I could not think of it. Sorry for just shouting at you. It's all right. Um, it's all right. It was rather that or at 3 a.m. I was going to wake up like, long ride. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, nothing that you would have seen, <laughs> unfortunately, yet that will change soon, hopefully. Mm. Um, 
but I've been an extra in some cool projects. Like I was an extra at Independence Day 2. Um, I've oh, been cool. an extra on Roswell. I've been an extra on a show called Perpetual Grace that's coming out soon. Um, so I do a lot of background stuff right now. I've done, I've helped out with some student films um, at UNM, the University of New Mexico. And so I just recently got started like trying to get back into, you know, actually getting speaking roles. So hopefully here soon that will change and you will be able to see me sometimes. Okay. That's a note to anybody who may be listening. If you're working on a film project or something like that, uh, yes. uh Randy, Randy <laughs> Lynn, she's available. I'm available. Um, got lots of free time. Book me. <laughs> Now, I've heard of uh, tons of celebrities that uh, were bartenders or servers before or they uh, right. before they became the famous. Step. Yeah. And so <laughs> it it was just a way to make ends meet while they work on whatever it is they're working towards. So that's awesome that you're getting acting jobs and still bartending at the same time. Yeah, it's great. You know, I I've worked at Cowgirls for five years. And which says something like it's such a great place to work. So I've kind of got to make my schedule what I want it to be. And so I really get, you know, if I get the, if I get an opportunity to do something, I'm lucky to have bosses that are really willing to work with that. That's another key thing uh, to have a boss that understands that you have a goal in your life and will let you. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most bosses are like, you know, I got no, I got nobody to cover your shift. So you're going to have to, Come in, or I'll write you up. Yeah. So, so like, I know you're in the hospital, but we're like really short staffed. <laughs> oh, believe me, I've heard that before. So let's. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it was just a big, uh, big family uh, family emergency that happened, and I told my boss, "Look, I got to leave town," and they said, "Well, we've got nobody to cover for you," and I said, "Well, figure it out because I'm not coming." Should I look? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Good for your bosses for being understanding. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, I probably wouldn't be there if I didn't have the boss that I do. She's great. Now, and the owners are awesome, so it helps out. Now, along with uh, being the best bartender in Santa Fe uh, 2019 uh, and <laughs> nice being an plug. actress, <laughs> and being an actress, I'm, I'm going to plug you on that dozens of times. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I al- love it. Along with being an actress, you were also, from what I could tell, uh, have a strong social media presence, manager of multiple Facebook pages, advertising various places. And uh, tell us, where do you find time for all of this? <laughs> I know. It's like my other side hustle passion project. <laughs> so I do social media management. And I started doing it for the bar I work at now, the Cowgirl, uh, about two years ago. And I really took to it. I really enjoy it. It's fun making content and sharing that and seeing your page grow and then seeing how it affects business, you know, in a positive way. And then I, I also bartend up at Ski Santa Fe, the bar Totem Off. So I do that part-time in the winter as well. And hmm. I ended up breaking my foot up there. How'd you and do that? Being clumsy, not skiing or anything. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish I had a cool story, but I don't. I just tripped. <laughs> we'll just let it go so, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah you know i was laid up and i was like what am i supposed to be doing for money and i realized you know wait i'm I'm really good at doing social media and i enjoy it you know that's a huge part of it i enjoy doing it 
And so I started branching out and reaching out to other small businesses and seeing if they needed help. And so I, I got in touch with this company called Seamless Skin. They're a medical spa here in town, and they're so great. It's owned and operated by just this badass lady, Deborah Woods. And I, I really, I'm really passionate about skincare and just self-care in general. Sure. So working with them came super naturally. And I, I help out with a salon in town. And I, I had a couple more clients and that just needed help temporarily. And then, so I just kind of, I do that. And then I bartend and hopefully get some acting jobs. and try to maintain a social life and now work working with seamless skin have uh (laughs) have you tried to talk them into how to how bartenders can battle bar rot (laughs) no i haven't yet but i have a meeting with them tomorrow maybe i should bring it up (laughs) Uh, i I don't know if it'd be all that interesting they'd probably just look at you with their eyes crossed say wear rubber gloves (laughs) right (laughs) Um, no they're pretty great maybe they'll have some ideas randy lynn was a lot of fun to talk to and uh genuine multitasker if you uh, if you ever saw one i mean she has multiple passions in life and makes time for all of them and uh don't forget she's also San, uh santa fe new mexico's bartender of the year 2019 and she works at the cowgirls barbecue in santa fe new mexico which if you listen to the episode you find out that is pretty much the place to be when you're in san antonio uh she's had a number of famous people go through there because i guess there's a lot of productions that go through there that uh, she gets and she gets to meet the actors or actresses, and it sounds like a cool place. Uh, but Randy Lynn was a blast to talk to, and I can tell she's just got a great personality, and I'm sure her customers just love the shit out of her. Uh, uh, you know, maybe one of these days I'll make my way out there and meet her myself. But uh, until then, uh, go check. If you live in the Santa Fe, New Mexico area or happen to find yourself there, go uh, go find Cowgirls Barbecue in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Ask for Randy Lynn Lambert, and if you happen to uh, happen to have her or as your server or bartender that night, mention Hey Bartender Podcast. There probably won't be any big deal or discounts or anything like that, but just mention that you heard her on my show. She'll probably smile. And uh, if you listen to the... Uh, podcast. If you have a cute dog, she'll melt for you. Uh, you know, it's it's hilarious. It's like those TikTokers nowadays that keep dubbing over that uh, one sound clip. Can I pet that dog? Can I pet that dog? Yeah. Anyway. All right. So before I get to last call, I got one more Instagram shout out to do. This guy has been a very very strong supporter of uh, Hey Bartender podcast for a while now. Uh, I've talked to him on and off. He's very cool. Um, uh, it, you know who you are out there. Boogie Lives. Uh, you, you can find him on Facebook. Uh, Boogie Lives at Boogie Lives. That's his uh, Facebook name. He works at the Clockwork Bar in New York City. Uh, this guy has uh, jumped up, showed me his appreciation for everything that I've done, uh, given me a few show ideas, and shamelessly begged for uh, a shout out on the show. So, uh, Boogie Lives, here you go. This is the big shout out. And the reason why I'm giving you a shout out is because a couple weeks back, I put a post on Instagram and Facebook. I'm coming up on my 100th episode. What should I do? And I, you know, a couple people, they suggested that I spend this entire hour sing, singing 100 bottles of beer on the wall. No, I'm not going to do that. And. 
other people were saying, do a drunk show, just get flat out drunk. And I then I thought, no, I'm not going to do that either. Because it would be either a really short show or a really long show of me snoring. Uh, but uh, Boogie threw out a challenge saying, uh, sing a song. And at first I just kind of blew it off, but I, then I talked to a couple friends and they're like, just, just do it. And so, all right, Boogie lives uh, at uh, Clockwork Bar in New York City. Uh, there's your shameless uh, shout out. And for this week's musical guest, it's a very stripped down version of me, your bartender, the dude, singing a song from the Beatles called Come Together with just me and my guitar because I didn't have time to produce a whole big thing. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. Yeah, bear with me on this version. Just decided to try it out. Sounds kind of cool to me. <laughs> he come on flat top, he come grooved up slowly. He got juju eyeball, he want holy roller. He got hair. Down to his knees Got to be a joker He just do what it please He wear no shoe shine He got toe jam football He got monkey finger He shoot Coca-Cola, he say, I know you, you know me. One thing I can tell you is you got to be free. Come together right now over me. He got walrus gumboot He got on no sideboard He want spinal clacker He got feet down below his knees Hold you in his armchair You can feel his disease Come together right now Over me Good looking. 
Cause it's so hard to see Come together Right now Over me Yes, people, that was me, your bartender, singing Come Together by the Beatles. Uh, that was a dare uh, given to me from, uh, at least the way I considered it, it was a dare given to me by Boogie Lives uh, on Instagram. If you want to go check out his stuff, he's got some uh, cool pictures on in- Instagram of uh, a lot of stuff that he does. He had, looks like he has a lot of uh, hobbies and uh, passions out there. You want to go check him out, Boogie Lives on Instagram. But anyway, people, it is last call on the 100th episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. Thank you so much for being with me for this long. I really appreciate it. As it started out as kind of a little project for me to do uh, just uh, to kill time. And, uh, you know, it was, and then it became more of a passion and uh and it's a lot of fun actually i get to meet a lot of really cool people and uh it's just uh you know it's not a huge podcast i'm no joe rogan but i really really love all of you guys for hanging out with me in my bar sort of what i can consider a bar and hopefully in the uh the next hundred episodes we got more cool stuff for you uh, if you want to be on the show, remember, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. Uh, there are tons of people out there that would probably love to hear your bartending stories. Uh, if you know any drinks, do the same thing. Email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com to tell me a drink that uh, some of us may not know about. And you will get full props for it, and uh, and you know we'll try to get your name out there. Uh, special thanks to Laura Hope and the Arctones for letting me use their song Hey Bartender for the Hey Bartender podcast theme song for the last, uh, well, not the whole hundred episodes, but damn near close. Um, thank you to all of my special guests that have uh, been on my podcast so far. Uh, I, I haven't gotten to all of them uh, to, you know, play clips for everybody, but, uh, you know, we're just starting out, so Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Mia. Thank you, Gary and uh, Austin. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you, LD. And thank you, Randy Lynn, uh, for taking time out of your days to sit and talk with me a little bit about your bartending life, bartending or serving life. Also love to thank all of the musicians out there that have allowed me to use your music as uh, uh, something to feature on the show. Uh, I hope that's worked out beneficially for both of us. Uh, there's a lot of you to name off. You know, you guys know who you are. Uh, majority of the time I steal the drink recipes off of other people's websites. So whether you know it or not, I stolen drinks from you. I thank you guys so much for not discovering that I stolen a drink from you and yelling me about it. That's really cool. Um, remember there's a a website, heybartenderpodcast.com where you can catch up on the new shows or, uh, uh, catch up with the old shows. Also, uh, help support the web, the podcast by purchasing some Hey Bartender podcast merchandise. You got t-shirts, we got challenge coins. Yeah, go over there and check it out. www.heybartenderpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast, Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. 
I'm on Twitter once in a great while. Hey, bartender P O one. So we're going to call it a close on this 100th episode of Hey Bartender podcast. And as usual, I got to stick with every, uh, with something that I've done since the very beginning. I got to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anybody. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go?